0: Welcome to Pastors Confidential.
1: We're Michelle and Eric Waters.
0: Two pastors,
1: one podcast.
0: And here's what we're talking about today.
1: Oh, we didn't pray. Mm-hmm. Should we pray online?
0: I oh, will pray now. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this day that you've given to us. God, thank you for a week off, and we pray for your blessing on us and on our time with the kids. Lord, we pray that we can build good memories with them. We thank you for the rain that is falling, uh, and we ask that you would put us to use, uh, that this podcast might be a blessing to people out there.
1: Amen. Amen. Sorry about that. Put you on the spot.
0: Yes, you did. I hit record right.
1: and we hadn't prayed.
0: Well. Now we have. Yes. So, good morning.
1: Good morning. It is yet another rainy day. We've had a lot of rainy days. Yeah, well, we
0: need a lot of rainy days. Uh, I know. I, mean, I keep thinking every time it rains, I I eagerly drive down River Road thinking Cibolo Creek will be oh, filled up and it like not. barely moves. It doesn't.
1: Know? Why is that? It, it, we are getting a lot of rain.
0: I don't know. All I can think of is that Cibolo Creek is fed by uh Burney Lake. And so maybe mm. Burney Lake has to rise to a certain level mm. before it starts right. filling up the creek. But, uh, but no. So, yeah, we, you know, one thing we have learned with living in Texas for six and a half years is don't complain about the rain.
1: No. And actually, it's kind of nice over the holidays to have weather like this where it's mm-hmm. a little bit dreary because it's hard to get in the Christmas and holiday spirit with it's like 80 degrees and sunny. It you know, is. it kind of is. To decorate yeah. and stuff, it just feels weird.
0: Yeah, you know, let it snow when it's 80 degrees and sunny outside. It <laughs> doesn't really work, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, so no, this is great. And it's, uh, you know, a person that I, I kind of like these kind of days because if it's cold and dreary and wet, it just gives you an excuse to stay inside and, you know, hunker down, watch a movie, read a book. Mm-hmm. We've got a puzzle for the kids, you know, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. No, that's
1: so. mainly for you, I think.
0: Yeah, well, we will say it's for the kids. okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Yes, we usually do that over these long Mm -hmm. breaks. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, so the kids are home from school. um, So this is going to be kind of short and sweet because uh, they're going to be running around and Sam's going to be coming home from football practice and all the things.
0: Yeah, it's been a a really busy couple days here. So, you know, our our second daughter, Elizabeth, is home from University of Texas. So it's great to have her. A lot of fun. Um, And then, you know, Sam's football team won their second round uh, playoff game. Um, so they they won their second round. Yes, they the did. Afternoon. What was it,
1: 50 to uh, 14 or something? It was like, I can't remember. Yeah, it was 50 to 14. Yeah, 50. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: it was 50. It was a the, cold
1: night there, too. Yeah. They mm-hmm. played the
0: third round this coming Friday. Yep. So it's been a very busy week, but a very good week, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Today, um, we're going to go uh, help load boxes for mm-hmm. Operation Christmas Child.
0: Yep. Load up the truck.
1: Yep. It's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of boxes there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've, the last couple of years we've done this, we've just about filled up that, that whole trailer, which is incredible.
1: I heard that we were going to need another trailer this year. No, is that wow. true?
0: Wow, I, I don't know yet. But it wasn't church, delivered yet. You know, a lot of it depends on um, how many boxes other churches bring in. Right,
1: exactly. So. Yeah, it's like citywide. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so is that enough of a recap? Let's see. If you um, were in church yesterday... Uh, it was the second of the stewardship sermons, mm-hmm. but it was also about Thanksgiving, and I think you had a, a nice little downloadable well, thank you. handout for people to use at their Thanksgiving table. Well, it's downloadable if you weren't there. Mm-hmm. You received one if you were there, but anyways, it just has uh, a psalm on there to read at the table, Psalm 103, I think, psalm 103, yeah. and it has some prayers maybe to use, and it also just tells you to... What else
0: does it do? Yeah. So, so the idea is to equip people to uh, to give thanks at the Thanksgiving table. Okay. So there's three simple steps. The first is read scripture. Oh, yeah. So we give them Psalm 103. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second is say grace. And so we have a couple suggested table graces you can say. Okay. Uh, and then the third is go around the table and, and oh, tell right. people what you're thankful for. Yes. So a very simple thing. Uh, but my goal as a pastor is to equip people when they go home to put their faith into action, uh, especially for around holidays like this. Mm-hmm. You know, when you build family traditions and build holiday traditions. Yes. So it's a simple thing to do, and I'm I'm eager to uh, to hear if people are doing it or not, yes. or if they're not doing that, if they have their own traditions, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Yes. But, uh, but no, that's that's one thing I really try to focus on is is uh, equipping people. You know, giving practical things. Uh, for faith, to put faith into action. So, good. I'm excited about that. Very good. But of course, our kids had eye rolls. You could, oh, I could just a about bit. hear them for You could. We, and
1: we were sitting farther back. Sophie was mm-hmm. watching online and she's like, you weren't sitting in your normal spot. <laughs> um, we were sitting far back and you could see the eye rolls.
0: Oh, no. I guess they I I just, actually I, were not eye rolling. I just rolling. imagined the eye rolls.
1: But they were saying, yes. are we doing that again? <laughs>
0: <I'm> like, <laughs> like, of course yep. we're doing it again. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Oh, I I have a little twist that I'm going to bring to the table too this year because I'm not going to have another. We've had these meals lately with these boys that is just like constant competition about who's better at what. We've talked about this before, but that seems to be the only way boys communicate, Mm -hmm. at least in our family. And since there's four of them and they're always like, well, I'm better at this and I'm better in this. And remember when you did that? And I don't want to have that at Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's not that fun. So um, we're going to do something else.
0: So, what's your plan? Uh, I'll tell you later. You bringing out a big stick or something? Or uh no, it'll spray? be fun. No, 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 no. I'll tell you about it later. All right. Well. Uh, okay. Now you got me worried. No, it's not bad at all. all.
1: Right. It, it was inspired by when I was at Dave Ramsey on uh, last week.
0: Yeah. So tell us about that.
1: I didn't. We already talk about that. I can't remember if you did. Wait. Did you? When did I go?
0: Tuesday? Yeah. I think it was Tuesday night.
1: Oh my gosh. This week. Yeah. Because I had council. No yeah. way. Yeah. That's just last. That seems like a month ago. Yeah. Anyways, I finally got to see Dave Ramsey in person. I'm a big fan. I used to listen religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, don't listen as much anymore just because I can kind of do the show by myself by now. Right. And in fact, I could have given his talk pretty much word for word because he just says the same things all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's good stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love it. And he's funny. Um, nothing new. Uh, but it was a good night. And his daughter, Rachel Cruz, I'm also a big fan of her. She was there.
0: It was fun. Yeah, it was great. It was good. It was great. Not only that, but you uh, you had the VIP ticket. So you were able to go and see get him in picture, person. a picture, yes. Get a person with him. He's yeah.
1: quite short. <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad saying that, but I'm barely he's barely taller than me and I'm only five six. So yeah, yeah. I was surprised by that.
0: Yeah, you know, it's always surprising these radio people, um, I found that they're they never look like their voices. You know? Yeah. Like, like if you listen to a radio personality and then you see them in person, you're like, wow, that does not look like the voice.
1: Right. Except for now, every radio person is also like on YouTube and whatnot. Well, so it, now we actually know what they look yeah. like. But OK, that's enough of that. Yeah. Now, we story. are going to be short and sweet today because the con- the content in the class was super um, in-depth and super long. And it's yeah. just not going to lend itself to doing it. Yeah, and so well, here.
0: so the class what we what we did in our, our uh, most recent class and this is again the last class of two thousand twenty two yes. we we'll pick it up again two thousand twenty
1: three which means this is the last podcast until we come again
0: right because we'll hit Advent yep. and Christmas it's going to be crazy yeah um, but anyways and so the the class really was the entire book of First Samuel so it's the story of Samuel Saul Saul's death and the rise huh. of King David okay so you know what I preached on over the course of I think it was eight weeks. Uh, For for that section, you know, we we tackled in 45 minutes, so it was a lot and I'll just kind of hit the highlights here Mm -hmm. You know when we uh, so the book of Judges uh, Was what we looked at last week and judges ended with that refrain in those days There was no king everyone did what was right in his own eyes Mm -hmm. Days which sound a lot like ours, you know people being their own moral judge and jury. Yep Uh, and all the kind of cultural and social breakdown that leads to Uh, and so God God raised up a man named Samuel, who turned out to be the last of the judges. And Samuel was raised up by a miraculous birth. You know, his his mother Hannah prays in the temple for a boy, and God gives her a son, Samuel. Uh, Samuel is called by the Lord to be a prophet. There's that story of the boy Samuel in the temple, and God calls mm-hmm. out, Samuel, Samuel, here I am, Lord.
1: Yeah, you know, I actually don't. Remember thinking about Samuel that much as a judge? I kind of forget. We always talk about him as a prophet.
0: As a prophet. Kind of forget
1: that he was actually one of the judges. Yeah.
0: So he was the hmm. last of the judges. Yeah. You know, and so to speak, Joshua, in a sense, is the first mm-hmm. of the judges. Samuel's the last okay. of the judges, and there's twelve in between. Okay. So he's the final judge. You know, he's uh, he's prophet. He's priest. He yeah. serves in the temple. Uh, he's a judge. He leads the people. in um, in his day, things go very, very well. But again, you know, when he's old and he's ready to kind of hand things over to his sons. His sons repeat the errors of the previous generation. Uh, his sons um, look like they're not going to turn out good either. And people finally say, this is, you know, enough is enough already. Give us a king.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and that's really a turning point. Now, at Crossways, we mentioned how there's uh, there's two words which are used. Oh, yeah. uh, king is melech. Mm-hmm. And when king is used, it's sometimes good, it's sometimes bad. So King David is a good melech, a good king. But, you know, sometimes king is bad. And when the people say, give us a king, they say, give us a melech who will will rule over us. And the Lord responds, well, you know, give him a king because it's it's not you that they are rejecting, it's me. It's me, me. yeah, that's
1: what it says. Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, But then there's another word, nagid, which is translated prince or ruler or leader, and that is universally good. And so, for example, when God anoints uh, Saul, he says, I will make you the nagid, Mm -hmm. the prince or the ruler of my people. And then later when God anoints uh, David, he says, I will make you the ruler, the nagid, the prince of my people. So there's this, there's this ambivalence even within the, the word choice of the text about what's going on, hmm. this transition. But be that as it may, there's this transition. The people demand a king. God gives them a king. At first, things go well. You know, Saul does uh, a good job at first. He's like the judges before him. He delivers his people from the hands of their enemies. Mm-hmm. But um, very quickly, he oversteps his bounds. And there's two stories where this, uh, where this happens, which otherwise don't really make a whole lot of sense. You know, the one story uh, is where Samuel tells Saul to wait. And he says, you know, wait for seven days. And then on the seventh day, I'll show up. I'll, I'll deliver the offering, the sacrifice. And then, you know, you can go into battle. Uh, and so Saul waits for his people. The, the opposing army is building up their forces. His army is losing courage. They're melting away. They're deserting. Uh, The the timeline is over, you know, seven days are up. The prophet Samuel still isn't there, so Saul feels like he's forced. He goes ahead and he offers the sacrifice, and then, wouldn't you know it, then Samuel shows up, right? Mm. Uh, And and, and Samuel really seems to kind of blow a gasket about this. He says, because you have done this, you know, the Lord will take away uh, the kingship from you. He would have made you a house that lasts forever, but now he's taking it away. And it seems like it's totally blown out of perspective uh, except what's going on is that Saul, the king, has overstepped his boundaries. You know, he's the political authority, but we'd call a secular authority. Um, and Samuel is the religious authority, and now you've got the, the king stepping into the role of priest. And God says, no mas, this isn't going to happen. Got it. So that's one thing, okay. uh, and then the other is a little bit later, there's the story of where God says to, uh, to Saul, go slay the Amalekites, You know, devote them to destruction every last person. Mm-hmm. So they go and they, they whip the Amalekites, but they don't slay them every last person. Mm. They, they keep the best of what is their own. Mm. Uh, and again, Samuel comes and he thunders, because you've done this, God is going to, to, to uh, take the kingdom away from you. Okay. And then Samuel himself, you know, hacks the evil king into pieces. Mm. And as much, there's a lot of hacking going on. In yes, somebody
1: commented on our after reading the mm-hmm. after listening that she mm-hmm. thought that was kind of funny yeah. that you and I have such different uh, takes on these stories, but you tend to like these ones. I do, mm-hmm. yeah, because okay. you know
0: they're action and adventure and high drama mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Right? Okay. Uh, and anyways and so <coughs> the point of that is that you know as as the king is the judge mm-hmm. as, as the leader of his people he's supposed to do what god says and if right. god says there's a holy war against these people you're supposed to follow the rules of the holy war okay um saul doesn't and so samuel rebukes him and then samuel does follow the rules of the holy war and puts the evil king to death
1: okay so, so he takes
0: it upon himself he takes it upon himself and so then that's a turning point you know first the people ask for a king God gives them a king, that uh, King Saul is doing well, but then he oversteps his bounds in these two ways, um, you know, taking religious uh, uh, matters into his own hands okay. and then not obeying the Lord, not uh, living by the rules of the holy war. Right. Uh, and then thereafter, God raises up a new person to take the place of Saul, a uh, Nagid, a ruler, mm-hmm. and this is King David. Right. And when King David is introduced, now in my sermon, my sermon series. I spoke of David as a champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for for now, a champion comes to fight whom God Himself elected. I was mm-hmm. thinking of uh, is a that mighty Martin? fortress. Yeah, right? yeah, that's um yep. And this, of course, David is the champion. You know, fighting against the champion of of the Philistines, Goliath. Uh, but another way of looking at it is that this is holy war. That you have these two armies facing off against each other. There's this great big hulking giant of a man, Goliath, mm-hmm. and this little teenage boy goes out to mm-hmm. fight him. But he goes to fight not in his own strength, but he goes to fight in the name of the Lord. Okay. I come against you in the name of the Lord. So this is a holy war. And so right off the bat, David shows his willingness to, to trust God, to obey God, to live by God's rules. And he's given the victory. Then there follows you know, many, many chapters in many, many years. I think it's 15 years of conflict between Saul and David, where Saul yes. sees the writing on the wall. Um, And he chases David, tries to kill him, you know, uh, first by subterfuge and then by the hands of the enemies and then by his own hand. Mm -hmm. Uh, But David always manages to escape until finally, until finally Saul um, is put to death, uh, killed in battle on the top of Mount Gilboa. And -hmm. then that clears the way for David to come in.
1: Okay, well, another thing we should probably say about this, you know, you talked about how they asked for a king. They said they wanted to be just like all the other nations, mm-hmm. right? That was like one of the impetus for for why they wanted to be like that. And I think it's, it's good to say that, you know, God, nations are like a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in an age now where everybody wants to be like a globalist, right? Right. And, um, but according to God's word, like nations and borders and boundaries are mm-hmm. actually... In his design, don't you think?
0: I would absolutely, yeah, I, I would absolutely would say so, and that's that's mm-hmm. one of the uh, messages or one of the fruits of Pentecost is that when the Holy Spirit comes down, He doesn't make everybody one people, one nation. Uh, but rather through the, the specificity of each language and culture, they're brought into be, into God's kingdom. Mm, so in other words, when right. we come to God's kingdom, we don't lose our cultural identity or our ethnic identity. That's preserved. Right. Uh, but we, we have a higher identity as God's children.
1: Right. That's what they were trying to do in, in Babel, right? They were trying mm-hmm. to actually bring it all into one, under one, basically under one government, kind under of. Under one, one, one government. One language, one government. Right. That's not God's plan.
0: No, no, most, most emphatically not.
1: Yes, but there are people today that really want that, so.
0: Yeah, yeah we, we see all this mm-hmm. stuff kind of coming back mm-hmm. again, and it's, you know, if you're a student of history, you can see the same mm-hmm. basic patterns come back again and again and again. You know, yes, I recently could. listened to a, it was a 120 podcast series on the history of Rome, which was wonderful. That's
1: completely ridiculous. Oh, it's
0: fantastic and it was uh, it, it, uh a lot of these patterns repeat themselves you know the fall of the roman republic the rise of the roman yes. empire and then the fall of the empire and the rise of the the dark ages yes so a lot of these things repeat themselves yeah
1: yeah and we'll be in rome in like a month
0: oh my gosh yeah we will that's crazy yeah wow. well a
1: little over a month we'll be in rome yeah with. yeah so, so you can tell me all about those 120 episodes i
0: will just you know and you'll be so fascinated. i will say, wow what a, what a what an intellectual stud muffin I'm
1: married to. Uh, <laughs> that's a little far, but anyways, okay. So I wanted to say that. Yes, I will say that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I wanted to say that about the nations. Okay, I interrupted you though. You were getting to David was the king, and that's what that's where we're at. Yeah, and
0: so that's kind of where we'll we'll pick it up next year mm-hmm. is with with King David coming in, and in Crossways I, I made the sense of it. Uh, at crossways I made the point Um, that one thing I love about Harry Wendt is he really brings out the cultural and the political backgrounds Mm. Uh, and so when you look at how David kind of runs things you can see that, you know, David is uh, he he may be innocent as a dove but he is wise Mm. as a serpent too and there's this whole thing where kind of read between the lines it's like he's almost running a a shakedown operation or a protection racket Mm -hmm. Uh, he says to Nabal, you know when you're, uh, when nice sheep shearers you got there, mm. you know, when, you're, when your shepherds were out with us, they didn't lose anything. So how about you give us a little bit of flocks right now?
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: So you can kind of get a sense of this is probably how David managed to support himself for 15 years.
1: Yeah, well, actually, we're supposed to be as innocent as doves and wises, mm-hmm. right? So.
0: Yeah, and he was very wise. Yeah. Um, and then uh, next year when we pick up with King David, uh, Harry went definitely has an axe to grind with David. who's mm. the author of Crossways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll be talking about that, but I'll save that for... For next, okay, uh, for next year, but he definitely has kind of an axe to grind with David.
1: Okay, so. and we don't have any reading because, well, for our class, if you were, if you go to our church, because we all just went through the sermon series, right? Yeah, we, you didn't assign any reading. We all just reading. went through the sermon
0: series um, on David. So ten if, weeks, eleven weeks. Yeah, eleven weeks on <laughs> David, right? So oh people, I, I feel like people know it all, know it well <clears> already. <throat> yes. Um, if you're curious, it's essentially Second Samuel, if mm. you want to kind of uh, glance through that. That's what yeah, we'll be looking at. But that's not until January. Yeah. Right. And I have to say, I was totally surprised by uh, the Crossways class, because at the end of it, you know, we were wrapping things up, uh, and then Frank Bush stands up, and he presents me with a, 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 a very nice card from the class, mm. and a very generous check from the class yes. to go and buy myself a cowboy hat.
1: Yes. And that's
0: what we're going to do right after this.
1: Oh, yeah. We're going shopping yeah. after this. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Crossways Class. They also gave me a very nice gift. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it so much. Very, very nice and yeah, generous I was, class. I yes. was
0: completely... I had absolutely yes. no idea that was coming up whatsoever.
1: I know. Well, it was a secret. If you were out of town for two weeks, they were scheming behind your
0: back. I know. But still, you think like somebody would have spilled the beans, you know, after three weeks. Nobody would. Wow, well, I'm, I'm surprised. Nobody would. So I'm really excited for that.
1: Yes. Okay. So we're going there next. Mm-hmm. And... Um, is that all we need to say?
0: Well, let's see. We got to tell people to root for the Buckeyes this coming Saturday. No, they don't have the, to do that if they don't the want evil, to. Evil, vile University of Michigan. Okay, right?
1: we might have some listeners in Michigan. Oh, I know we do,
0: but they they okay. like it. Okay, they know it's a rivalry. They they give me a hard time too. So.
1: Okay, all right, fine. So,
0: well, happy Thanksgiving. Happy And again, a reminder that if uh, if you don't already have a tradition for your family. Uh, We do have something that you can uh, use with your family this Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'll link it
1: up on the email.
0: Yeah, you can link it up or print it right off our webpage.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.